0: This is The Jason Jones Show, powered by Mudhouse Media. Now, here's
1: Jason Jones. Aloha, everybody, and welcome to The Jason Jones Show. I am your host, Jason Jones, broadcasting from the extremely hot and the extremely humid Hill Country of texas i just got back from ukraine yesterday and um, i'm way behind i am way behind i have neighbors and friends who they know i'm involved in political consulting and i run a human rights organization they want to talk to me about the news of the day and i'm so focused on my work at vpp especially the past month it's been overwhelming the average nine-year-old kid knows more about what's going on in most things in america than i do I'm always struck when I go to the boxing gym and some 17-year-old kid is like, Mr. Jones, da-da-da-da-da, he starts asking me political questions, and he has all these well-formed opinions. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. You want to talk about Sudan? You want to talk about Ukraine? You want to talk about Afghanistan? I don't know what you're talking about. And, well, since I've been gone, uh, the world has erupted, or the United States has erupted in this literally hell, 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 is erupting in Los Angeles at Dodger Stadium and it's demonic. Hell erupted at the White House. I saw what was happening at the White House. I said I need to go to confession because the end is near. It's it's unbelievable. I want to get a sign and just stand out in the town square and yell, Jesus is coming soon. The end is near. Because I don't have any other explanation for naked transvestites taking selfies at the White House and the Dodgers bringing broken, sad, lonely men dressed up as nuns doing satanic rituals on game day. When I was a little boy, I loved nothing more. Football was my sport. Football was my sport, I have to tell you. As a kid, I was obsessed. There are those boys that draw bongs, you know, those kids that would draw like marijuana leaves and they wore the Def Leppard shirts, the ACDC shirts. I was the jock that was drawing football plays on everything. i draw it on every piece of paper my teacher gave me, every class. Like, you know, Christopher Columbus, I'd flip it over and I'd be drawing football plays. Math class, I'd flip over the worksheets and I'd be drawing football plays. But but I played baseball too. And although I loved playing football more, there was nothing More pleasant for me, pleasant. Not a a word you think, but I'm looking back as a kid. Kids don't go, that was pleasant. But as a kid, going to a baseball game had a charm. It was peaceful. It was pleasant. It was like community and laughing and singing and get your hot dogs here, get your hot dogs here. Um, And you know what else? Peanuts, get your peanuts, peanuts. And then they would sell the pennants, and I would always get a pennant, and those, and I'd put them up in my 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 room, in a place of privilege. And there was just the most charming experience of my youth, was going to a major league baseball game. And we would get to go about once a year or twice a year, on my baseball team. The coach would take us. We would sell candy bars or whatever, and we'd make some money as a team. And we would go to a Chicago White Sox game or a Chicago Cubs game. And it was the most beautiful experience. And I just can't imagine in 1979, little Jason Jones wearing his baseball uniform. And we wear baseball uniforms, you know, we'd all wear our uniforms. And we would go to the game. And then I'd get mustard on my uniform. And I'd come home and my mom would yell at me, How am I going to get the mustard out of your uniform? Because we didn't have the magical remove all stains in the 70s, right? You got a mustard on your uniform, the mustard was on your uniform for the rest of the season, period. And the story that was going to be it. And uh, I couldn't imagine little Jason Jones <laughs> having to see transvestites upside down on a cross doing satanic sexual rituals. It would just have been unbelievable. I think the men in those days, could you imagine the men in Dodger Stadium in 1977 that brought their their sons to a game? How would the men have responded? You wouldn't have wanted to see it. I can promise you, especially in Chicago, God forbid a bunch of Ford motor workers see transvestites. They wouldn't even know what a transvestite I don't think they would have known what a transvestite was. They'd have just been, what in the world? It wouldn't have happened. Where have we gone as a country? Well, we're going to talk about this. I don't know what's going on. So I have to bring John Henry Weston, uh, the founder and editor of LifeSite News. He's on for me just to ask him what the heck's going on because I don't know what's going on. I have no clue. Why? Um, this has been the past month for me, um, having to evacuate Christians from Afghanistan. I'm sorry, from, uh, Sudan. That was unbelievable. Trying to provide tarps and shelters for the thousands and tens of thousands of families with our partners on the ground in, in, in Sudan, uh, in the, in the neighboring places of Sudan where we're taking these families. Um, we had our safe houses raided in Af- in Pakistan. Um, we had to get our people, our refugees out of jails. We, um... We had a young man who works with our partner organization, Tip of the Spear Landmine Removal, have his foot blown off. The day I I talk about this at the end of the show, the moment I stepped off of the train to Kiev, a young man working for Tip of the Spear Landmine Removal with Brian Hendrickson stepped on a landmine. I called Ryan. I'm going to say it again. I said at the end of the show. I called Ryan. I'm here. I thought he was at the hotel jogging. He sounds out of breath. He's, Jason, I'll call you back. He, He was carrying one of his guys a kilometer after putting a tourniquet on him because he stepped on a landmine. It's just been a really busy month. So I don't know what's going on at Dodger Stadium. I have no clue. So I have to talk to the guy, and the guy that's the guy in this is John Henry Weston. So I'm going to interview John Henry on what's going on. All right, so we should just probably get to the interview. Um, I'm going to do, I say this again at the end of the show, I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to Uvalde tomorrow. It's a men's conference. I'm speaking at this men's conference in Uvalde a week after I was in devastated cities in Ukraine. And that's, that's going to be a tremendous experience for me. Um, it's, it's going to be an an uncanny experience to be in a city in America where horrible violence erupted a week after being in a country that's under relentless, uh, attack from Russian aggression. It's, it's, and and I'm, and I'm hoping tomorrow to interview a bunch of the men on fatherhood And the responsibilities of fathers in times of tragedy in their community. That will be my Father's Day special from Uvalde after my speech. I'm going to do that tomorrow. All right, guys, I'm a bit jet lagged. My brain is still a little, you know, discombobulated after um, um, coming back from Ukraine. So let's just get on with the interview with John Henry Weston from LifeSite News. Go to thegreatcampaign.org, become a monthly donor. of the Vulnerable People Project. We stand with the most vulnerable people in the world when the world is left. This episode is also being brought to you by MyPillow.com, the best pillow in the world. You know it, I know it. If you didn't get your father a present, go to MyPillow.com, use the code JONES, and uh, get your dad a gift, all right? And if you want to be free, you got to be informed. And the best newspaper on the planet Earth is Epoch Times. Go to IReadEpoch.com, and with Jason Jones... You get your first month for only a dollar. By the way, that would make a great Father's Day present, too. Probably the best Father's Day present. All right? On with the interview. The Jason Jones Show. John Henry Weston, welcome to The Jason Jones Show.
0: Always great to be with you, Jason. God bless you.
1: Well, God bless you, brother. Now, this is not an excuse, John Henry, but the past month we've had evacuations in Sudan, uh, Pakistani military raiding our safe houses in Afghanistan, and I've been in Ukraine for the past two weeks. And I come back home two days ago, and I was seeing it flitter through my feeds, but I just didn't have the bandwidth to even look in that direction. So everyone listening knows more than I do. What in the heck is going on at Dodger Stadium today?
0: So today, on the very feast day of the most sacred heart of Jesus, the Dodgers are engaging in an anti-Catholic hate act. The Dodgers are. Because they are honoring one of the most, I say one of, it's perhaps the most blatant anti-Catholic group in America. These are homosexuals Trans whatever uh, men dress up in the costume of nuns, traditional nuns, and then paint their faces totally grotesque, and then they do all of the most heinous anti-Christ, anti-Christian things. They, I, I hesitate to, even to describe, but for the sake of your listeners to understand the gravity of what they do, they. They get nude and and climb all over the cross of Jesus. They are anti-Christian, anti-Christ in a very um, blatant and most vile way. Had this sort of thing been done to the Jewish people in America, or to Muslims in America, or to any religion in America, there would be a human cry, not just from Muslims and Jews in the no there would be a huge prize from all of America. You would have this so roundly reject, uh, rejected. But today, we, there's something happening in America that is really the watershed moment today because somehow anti-Catholicism has become the acceptable prejudice in America. And it is...
1: It always has so been, always, though, John Henry. Absolutely. It always has been. It just changes its clothing. Right? I mean, has I, it
0: this kind of so blatant that the, the mockery of Christ? It's not only even beyond even that, yes, the dress is none, but what about Jesus? Is there no more love for Jesus himself? Because they're finding yeah. all of the cross, they're doing the most disgusting, vile things, and doing it in order to mock Christ, in order to mock Jesus. But where is it? And it got not even think of who this is being done by. You know, not May I so ask, much. John
1: Henry? Can I ask you who owns the Dodgers and who made this decision? Is it the management? Is it the owners? Who's making these decisions? Well, it's it got someone high up. Or have,
0: if you're paying attention, they actually got pushback initially on this. You know, it's Pride Month and they want to do something. But this group is so vile that many of the people who celebrate Pride themselves, many of the same attractive person, they reject it because it so anti it's so vile, it's so attacking of Christ and of nuns and everything else who, by the way, helped bring edu- free education to America. Let's not forget.
1: Free um, health care, free and- education to the poorest absolutely. communities across this country and every country in the world.
0: Yeah. And here are these guys marking it.
1: But rich white dudes. Rich gay white dudes.
0: Um, yeah. Well, it also came from high up because they decided first not to go for it, to back away from it. And then they got pushback from who knows where in the very powerful coalition that per, uh, that pushes the LGBT thing all over the world. And they then caved to that pressure. And then came more pressure from Catholics because when they found out, oh, my gosh, they're going to go ahead with it, Catholics, Christians – Everyone started to petition. We got a petition by of over fifteen thousand signatures that we sent to the Dodgers begging, don't do this. This is insane. <laughs> you think about who this is. This isn't just Joe Schmoe in my shop of Satanists. I'm gonna make, you know, fun of these Catholics or Christians because I hate God. No, no, no. This is major league baseball. The institution that America is known for around the world, and it's probably one of the largest teams, it's the LA Dodgers for crying out loud. It's- How? It's what unites us.
1: John Henry, is the LGBT movement actually an instrument? This is what I believe. I believe the LGBT movement is an instrument of the deep state to shatter order in society, to make us more, to divide us and control us. I believe that. I believe it has nothing to do with same-sex attraction or perversion. It's spiritual. It's satanic. And its real purpose has always been to divide to divide communities, uh, the purpose of today's event is to create all this animosity that's swirling. I think that was actually the goal. Yeah. Do I sound crazy? Do I sound crazy?
0: No, it it would if it wasn't. There isn't so much evidence that shows that to be true. Look, these guys, it's funny because the the people coming here, Bishop Strickland, who's leading this march, these Coming from Tyler, Texas, to lead a procession, a procession of reparation. Get what this is. This is, you know, when bad things happen, good comes from it. That's the way God works. When, when the devil tried kind to of kill our Lord, the greatest thing came from it salvation for everyone. And so here, everyone who accepts, by the way, but here is another attack of Satan. I truly believe this is demonic. So what they do is demonic. But it's not even them, Bishop Strickland and the Catholics that are coming here, and many Christians, they don't hate the, these same-sex attracted men who are so confused, who are so maybe gone, who do who know what they are, that they do these things. What are we doing here for them? We're not here to bash them. No, we're here to for them for their conversion. Because these men are lost in a lifestyle that's going to lead them to hell, and likely in drugs and whatever pressure got them here. And it's horrible. But really, who we are... Speaking up against, actually the LA Dodgers. Because these poor guys, they're doing whatever, turn kind of like processes get into this stuff. And it's, in the end, you wonder is it their fault anymore? But they're doing it, they should stop, absolutely. But how can the LA Dodgers do this? this that's what doesn't make any sense in all of this. So, you know, we're going to be here not so much trying to rip it into them or whatever, because I think absolutely right in that the agenda is to stir up conflict. And the conflict that's expected is come kind of violence because there is going to be the uh, LGBT crowd. They're going to be here. Antifa
1: is coming, right? I'm sure Antifa is going to be there. Absolutely. The feds will be there provoking 100% like they did on January 6th. So you're going to have agent provocateurs from the federal government on both sides, done deal. Plus, like, I couldn't go to this John Henry because I'm not that holy. I mean – I know when we're sitting here talking, I feel sorry for these guys. Um, I'm broken. I, they're broken. And like you said, they're being used by guys that, that get their sh- shirts pressed and their shoes shined, and they get in their uh, uh, Tesla, and they go to the the, the office down there at Dodger, in Dodger Stadium, and um, they get their little pedicures and manicures, and they go to the country club, and they watch their kids play, swim in the pool where their wife's taking tennis lessons. That's who's behind all this. Not these broken guys, but I don't know how I would react if I saw the types of things they do. God give me the grace. I, I I might. So it's very scary. So there's gonna be it's gonna be heated. There are gonna be these antifa types. So I commend you for for going. Can you tell folks who's organizing this? Um, I always try to pretend I'm completely ignorant when I interview somebody for so so I can pull out as much information as possible. But because of my travels, I am completely ignorant. Who is organizing this? I've been getting your emails. Who's going to be there? What time is it and how can people go? And for those of us who are around the country and around the world, how and when should we pray for you?
0: So if anybody is in anywhere local, and I mean, you know, hour, two hours away, please come join this monumental procession. This is the (laughs) the Sacred Heart of Jesus. This is the month where the LGBT movement has chosen to. Take over the month of the Sacred Heart and make it about this abomination. And so, this is a golden opportunity to stand for Christ, to stand against anti-Christianity in America. It, there's been really not such an occasion for a long time. We're being led by the holiest bishop in America, who you know is getting hounded by other bishops not to do this, but is doing this anyway because he knows. We has to honor our Lord. He has to stand for the love of his own country and do this. And so we have an awesome opportunity here on this case. Make it a pilgrimage. Is it going to be scary? Yes, it is. But with Jesus, you are protected. Jesus is with us. He's, <coughs> for the Catholics who are your listeners, um, the Bishops' the bishopric is walking with a first-class relic of St. John Paul II. John Paul II visited Dodger Stadium, what, 26 years ago or something like that? I don't remember how long ago. But he did. And here it's sort of a return to Dodger Stadium from one of the guys who fought similar anti-Christianity in, you know, behind the curtain and won, won it over, if you will. How? By peacefully marching, by peacefully processing. This is actually the, the pinnacle of what we should be doing. It's a procession of reparation to Jesus because that's who we we know he is offended by all of this stuff. He's massively offended by what America is doing on so many levels with the unborn, but also with this, and it's an affront to him. So we are making amends to him with this procession for everyone else, for the Dodgers, for the these, these men who dress up like them. We're making reparation to him. And it's a beautiful act. So I can't think of anything I'd rather be doing on the feast of the sacred heart of Jesus by going there and professing and praying and loving Christ and, and consoling his heart, which is so offended by all of what's going on today in America. Well, so that's... We're gathering at lot 13 of the, of the stadium. So lot
1: 13, lot 13, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Holy hour.
0: And we were going to have a rally there. Bishop Strickland is speaking. Um, I believe it will be Father Alden, Uh Jesse Romero is speaking, Terry Barber is speaking. Um, they're from Virgin Most Powerful Radio, um, and they're the ones who sort of started this thing, and then Catholics for Catholics got involved. So uh, I believe it's John Yep, and uh, you know the, the, the guys Je- Jesse and Terry from uh, Virgin Most Powerful that sort of organized this, and then a whole bunch of groups joined on, because these these are warriors. When you when you think of Terry Barber and Gideon um, they are sort of a, a happy warrior crew. Like like and the know, Yaps,
1: you know, and the Yaps. That that family is that was the family at the forefront of of standing up against the abortion mandate and Obamacare.
0: Oh wow! You know what? I only know John Yep and he's been such a fighter. And wow, where did he come from? No, he's I, in I my book. In my
1: book, the race to save our century for the five principles, um, I give a, a, a heroic example. And the Yep family is one of the five examples that I give, and I, I and I name the family. Yep, that family is so, and that's what we find. It's families, right? It's not individuals. You can't go out there and fight as a person. It's families that are doing these battles over generations. The same families, generation and after that generation.
0: Totally explains where this fire comes from, Who right? His mom, like His mom and dad. His mom um, and dad,
1: they were yeah. given the best workplace in the, in America award or something like that, the year before Obamacare, and then all of a sudden they tried to turn them into these monsters. It was actually the best place in America for women to work. They were voted. Then the next year, the abortion mandate, and all of a sudden they hated women, and they never backed down. And, of course, the reason why they were such a great place for women to work is because they, they recognized the beauty and dignity of the human person and women. And that's what allowed them to stay. That's why they stood up against this abortion mandate. And then now here's their son continuing this battle. So it's Lot 13, 3 p.m., Dodger Stadium. You know, baseball, they have turned what has united us as Americans into the focal points of division. And this is not a mistake. John Henry, I was just in Ukraine. I spoke at a pro-life, pro-family conference in Kiev. Can you imagine? In a glamorous bomb shelter, effectively, and there were bishops and patriarchs and rabbis and evangelical pastors from across Ukraine. We all came together. And in my speech, I talked about how Ukraine is being invaded from two directions. From the east, they're being invaded by Russia that's shattering their borders, littering the country with millions of landmines and launching missiles at them. And then from the west, their spiritual and cultural uh, borders are being shattered. And a bishop asked me, "What can we do to push back against this invasion from the the West?" And I said, "Bishop, you cannot. You cannot fight that battle. We are the one. It's coming from our country. It's our neighbors that are funding this. It's our taxpayer dollars that are funding this. We have to break the back of the LGBT. I don't even know what to call it because it is not even about, like you said, the poor souls." that think it's about them. They are means to an end. They are instruments to be used, destroyed, and discarded. And by God's grace, I know there are going to be lots of conversions because of today, and this is how it always blows up in the devil's face, because they're going to see that you're there for love, and they're going to see it in your eyes. Like, you're going to look at them, and your heart's going to be broken for them. And they're being used. They're being used to divide us. Do you know, John Henry, when I was in Ukraine, how many gay pride flags do you think I saw in that country? I don't know. One. And, and it's mm-hmm. going to break your heart. Where's the last place that you would want to see a gay pride parade? I mean, a gay pride flag in, in, in Ukraine. On a church. It, well, God, yeah, yeah I mean, that would be the worst place. No, but it wasn't, it was nothing Ukrainian. It was the Canadian embassy. You're Canadian. Oh, the only place excuse I you. saw that flag, and the West is using this yeah. war to shatter their, I said that this is what's happening in Ukraine, is Poland 1939, just a new business model. So you're being invaded from the East and the West simultaneously. And so what I see what you guys are doing in Los Angeles is a major battle in the war against this instrument of division, not just here at home, but in Africa, in the Middle East, in Europe. And um, now that I heard, I don't know if this is true, because again, I kind of saw it flitter through my feeds as I was in Ukraine. I saw that Starbucks has removed all of their LGBT propaganda I don't know if that's true. Um, oh, have you heard that?
0: No, I haven't seen that. That it would be stunning if
1: it was. You know, I, I pray that it's true. But, you know, we're winning these battles, and you guys are doing it the right way. It's about love, and it's it's about empathy, and um, the crass, calculating, brutal people that are seeking to divide us, to exploit us, and profit off us, or whatever. I, I don't even know what their, their end goal is on this. But... Um, mm-hmm. This is a battle that they're going to lose, and I, I just thank you so much. Um, I know Life Site News is, um, you guys are, you know, I've just loved to see over the past 20 years how site News has really, when St. John Paul the Great called us to launch a great campaign for human dignity against the culture of death, like we launched against fascism and communism, mobilizing all of our energies and efforts against the culture of death, LifeSite News is at the forefront of the struggle to defend Christians in Nigeria. You were there to help us. Uh, because of LifeSite News, we fed, we delivered millions of meals across, Af- across Afghanistan. And here you are leading the charge um, in, in Los Angeles. How is a news organization, is, have you been able to deploy your limited resources against you know, all the battles that are raging against human dignity across the world?
0: Well, wow, we've got, praise God, we've got a beautiful team. We've got 70 life figures now. <laughs> I mean, and uh, basically, we go where we're called. We try and keep an ear open the Holy Spirit. And, and uh, wherever we're called, we go. We go. And uh, it's been a wild ride. Our, our Lord directs. And he really does. I mean, it, you can, listen, I just, I'm always praying, Lord, clear out my ears or something so I can hear you better. But it, you know, we're we try and listen, and even that trying, our Lord, honors because He's so good, and He likes to work with the simple, and and I'm happy to be one of those simple things who who um, our Lord chooses to work through, through every once in a while. As long as I can listen long enough and and pay attention, it's um, it's a beautiful thing, and He's He's allowed us to do so many beautiful things to work with you in rescuing people, and we we did work with you. I'm. I, Great friend of yours, and I'm honored to be your friend and to have helped you out in that way to do so many amazing things around the world. That's so touching. I, I am speechless to, to say, but it's our Lord's work. He's called us to do part of it, and we're just so honored, so privileged, and um, yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine what's gone on um, all through his grace.
1: I like how you said, you're, you know, we're simpletons, and as Tolkien, ex- portrayed it we're hobbits we're just hobbits we're (laughs) hobbits that never want to leave the shire now i never want to leave the shire hobbits don't want to leave the shire ever that's what it is to be a hobbit (laughs) you won't know i want to be in the shire with my family and my friends and my community but mordor is coming for the shire so you had to leave your your you know you had to leave uh and 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 travel across a continent Uh, to go to Mordor, and today Mordor is going to be um, this battle between the culture of life and the culture of death at Dodger Stadium at 3 p.m. Pacific time, and we're going to pray for you. It's Lot 13, and it begins at 3 p.m. Is is that what time people are going to start gathering, or is that what time you need to be there? That's the
0: gathering time, Then the procession time, I think it's 4.30, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere around there.
1: And what time is the game? What time is the game? You know the game. I don't even know what time the game. Is. Okay, I, I it's
0: probably sometime around
1: Is there anywhere you can direct us? site News. Anything we need to sign? <laughs> any petitions we need to go and, and, and put our names on?
0: Uh, site News will have coverage all day. It's been, we've been doing coverage on this for a long time. Life Petitions uh, is where uh, the Dodgers uh, petition is, and uh, we've we're continuing to send it to them. We we sent it to them already uh, a week ago hoping against hope that they might still turn around again. Um, <clears throat> we're going to go out there today. I'm sort of going to try and say, hey, look, you know, this is here. But right now I have the petition to be able to show the folks here that there's at least 15,000 who couldn't join them live, who have signed and, and basically said, hey, we're, we're standing with you against this nonsense and uh, in, in reparation for, you know, to our Lord for this atrocity. atrocity atrocity well
1: and thank god for bishop strickland for having his courage i'm hopeful that that maybe the the dodgers are going to try to do something political and tell these guys to step aside and not show up i pray that they don't show up i'm praying for a miracle i'm praying some baseball players walk out i can't believe there's not one good catholic on one of these teams that's not going to play today's game yeah because i sure as heck wouldn't play
0: spoken up and 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 uh, you know called this out it's just some some things are great great men are speaking i mean we've We've watched this a lot, how in sports, uh, great men speak up when when the hour comes. And uh, our Lord even rewards it. (laughs) The Novak Djokovic story is just incredible. Um, And, you know, one of the things you said, Jason, that's really moving, and I think is very true. You have a large family, as do I. And you have been called to leave home and go out and do a lot of these things, as have I. And it's hard on our families. But our wives and our children are there supporting the efforts by their own sacrifices and suffering. And so for all those folks out there who can't come for whatever reason, the offering up of those sacrifices and sufferings in union with our Lord, in order to console his heart on this, his peace day, don't discount the power of that. In fact, if anything, it's more powerful. So offer up those sacrifices and sufferings that, I know many, many, many of you have. And that will be such a consolation to our Lord. So beautiful and something that is treasured. And the graces of that will run down to eternity.
1: Thank you, John. Henry. with the mystical body of Christ, we're not all called to do the same thing. You know, when I was invited by the Bishop of Kiev to come and speak at this pro-family conference when they're under relentless missile attacks every night, and I asked my wife's permission, and she said, our Lady of Fatima had you at the consecration in Rome for whatever reason, and she wants you to go to Kiev in the middle of this war to speak out for the culture of life, and defend the vulnerable. Go do your job, and I'm so grateful that I have a supportive mm-hmm. wife. But I feel she has the hardest job. And you're right; those who are praying for us and supporting us at Lepanto, there were those who were called to be on the, you know, with the sword in their hand, and and there were those countless more that were called to have a rosary in their hand. And um, we're the mystical body of Christ, and we work together. Thank you, John Henry, for everything you guys are doing yes. over there at LifeSite News. Thank you, Jason. God bless you, my friend. Aloha, brother. Oh, man, guys, this is unbelievable. When I saw images of, um, first of all, go to lifesightnews.com and sign that life petition. You have to do that. We have to do that. We have to let the Dodgers know at 3 p.m. Pacific, please... Uh, Take a moment to pray for everyone that is there. Pray for their safety. Pray for conversion. Pray for peace. And, um, But I just really can't believe this. It was on this trip to Ukraine when I didn't see rainbow flags anywhere. I didn't see any sign of the LGBT movement. But you see how the media portrays the struggle in Ukraine is a struggle about values when the people of Ukraine have traditional values. And they're being pressured to change their values. Their borders are being shattered by Russia, and the salvos that are coming in. uh, I I don't even know what to call it because it's not people with same-sex attraction, guys. I promise you it's not same-sex attracted people and quote-unquote transgender people who are behind this massively divisive act. They believe it's their will. I'm sure the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence or whatever they call themselves believe that this is their idea and they're doing this. It's not. They're being used. They're being exploited. And I pray that God would comfort them. God would heal them. That God would give them conversion. That they would come uh, to repent and but to come to see that they're creatures made in the image of God. And it's really all so sorrowful. What in the world are the Dodgers thinking? It's just unbelievable. The only thing is the goal by whoever who made this decision is to create division, and they're willing to lose a lot of money. They're willing to have violence outside of their stadium. They're willing for people to be physically hurt. They're willing to offend Catholics around the world. It's all, it's all because the goal is division. And it's really unbelievable. And, um, But I do believe that this is the battle. And in the West, in the United States, that rainbow flag, it is designed to disrupt societies break families and leave people little lonely atomized individuals that can be used exploited and enslaved that is what I believe that rainbow flag is that rainbow flag is a symbol of slavery and it is an attempt to break you break your country break your culture break your families and exploit you that is the goal and that is what it has always been about and I even think You are now, oh, I'm seeing it. There was a huge protest in New York City that the media did not cover. It was actually quote-unquote trans people because there's no such thing as trans people. Not to offend anyone, there's dudes that dress like girls, there's dudes that mutilate themselves, there's girls that dress like boys, girls that mutilate themselves. You know, there's no such thing as a quote-unquote trans person. But there were quote-unquote trans people protesting a transgender story hour. It was unbelievable. I see a guy with a beard and earrings with this wonderful New York sat accent going, why are you groomers? You're a bunch of groomers. Why are you trying to groom these kids? It's a guy in a dress with a beard and earrings, and he's enraged because he sees his quote-unquote community being harnessed to hurt children, and he's enraged. Just like when I get mad at Catholics who do things that hurt people, you're like, ah, it makes me more mad than anything, right? Why? Because it, it's pride, and maybe in many ways it's pride. Like you're, you, you're it's us, it's me, it's you making me look like you. And don't do this, don't. And so you see this huge protest of quote unquote trans people against the trans pride, a uh, 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 transgender story hour. So I think this event is going to blow up in their faces and lead to a lot of conversion, a lot of repentance. And I hope we just seek. Uh, uh, I hope that they have to sell the Dodgers. I hope that they have to sell the Dodgers. Whoever, I don't even know. I'm embarrassed, guys. I don't know. You all know more about this than me. This show was really, I just got home. I'm jet-lagged. I woke up. I'm seeing this. I'm like, what am I missing? I need to find out what the heck is going on. And then you're thinking, Jason, when are you going to talk to us about your Ukraine trip? First of all, I did some pod. I did a podcast in Ukraine. And uh, let's shift gears real quick. And by God's grace, I had the privilege of speaking in Kiev at a pro-family event. Pro-life, pro-family event. People from all over the country, about five hundred people, in Kiev, in the middle of a war. Every night the missiles were coming in, and every night the U.S. weapon, uh, U.S. weapon systems were intercepting every missile. And it is true. Every night I was there, the the alert to the the alarms, these very loud alarms, sirens would go off to go into the bomb shelter. And I slept through every single one. So each night I woke up and I said to my cohorts, my team members who were there, oh, man, I'm so glad the alarm didn't go off last night. There were no missile attacks last night. They're like, yeah, there were, Jason. You slept through them again. So um, but we got to go to the front. uh, Not to the front. We got to go to where um, the Russians had been pushed out. Uh, We saw the mass graves. We saw the destroyed buildings. We went to a maternity home for women from the east, And it's quite sorrowful that they every night they have to go into the bomb shelter. Many, many, many babies were born in the bomb shelter. If you go to thegreatcampaign.org and sign up for our list or go to our website, thegreatcampaign.com, or follow us on social media, the Vulnerable People Project. On Instagram, you can see a lot of the pictures. We went to the Women's Center. We went to the orphanage. We went to a hospital to see... um, Soldiers who lost limbs. It was like taking a time machine to 1943. We went to this uh, former Soviet-era prison that was turned into a military hospital. And every room was filled with a young man with a missing arm, a missing leg, or missing all of his limbs, or missing eyes. And it was really quite sorrowful to see a man with no arms, with his child put on his lap in a garden outside of the hospital while his wife was there visiting him. Uh, These sites, that you know, they never leave you, and it was 1943 all over again, and you just have to ask yourself, what is wrong with our family, the human family? Um, But I'm going to do shows, uh, probably several interviews and several shows on Ukraine and my trip to Ukraine and what's going on there, what's really going on there, because all of us are stuck between Russian propaganda and Western propaganda and in the middle are the real human beings, the real families, the real people of Ukraine with real interests and real, pro- real big problems. And then um, there's us. And why are they spent, why is Russia and why is the West working so hard to form our opinions? It's because we are the ones with the power. If we didn't have the power to change things, if we didn't have the power to bring peace in Ukraine, uh, they wouldn't be working so hard to form our minds. And so we're going to do several shows in the coming weeks. All right, guys, um, I'm a bit jet lagged. I'm a bit uh, discombobulated. Uh, so thanks for stopping by again. And um, I wanted to do shows while I was in Ukraine and broadcast them. But it, as, as happens when I do these trips overseas to these conflict zones, they become all encompassing and they take every ounce of your energy and they take all, every bandwidth of your intellect. Um, and you have to be present for what's there. And, and when I tell you guys what we did and who we met with, you're just not even going to believe it. Um, but we had a lot of fruitful meetings. We got a lot of work done. Um, a young man who works with Tip of the Spear Landmine Removal, one of our partner organizations, literally as I was stepping off the train to Kiev, he stepped on a landmine and lost his foot within minutes because I called him saying, I'm here, guys. And Ryan was out of breath, Ryan Hendrickson. I thought he was in the hotel on the treadmill because he was out of breath going, can I call you back, can I call you back? And uh, I said, yeah, brother, I'll be in the hotel in a bit. I'll see you. They decided to stay outside of Kharkiv one more day and join me later in the evening and um, to continue to demine. And it was that decision where this gentleman, this American who works for Ryan, stepped on the landmine. So, so Ryan was not on the treadmill in the hotel. He was carrying a 220-pound man uh, over his shoulders uh, a k- kilometer to get him to a vehicle. Um, Ryan had to put the tourniquet on him, then he had to pick him up, and then he had to carry him a click to a kilometer to a truck, and then they had to drive him to Kharkiv Military Hospital, um, where he had, and eventually had to have his foot amputated. And now um, VPP uh, has given a grant to um, uh, tip-of-the-spear landmine removal so that we can cover the cost of getting him to Germany, to a military hospital in Germany. And with that, I'm going to transition. If you want to support our work, guys, and I love my apostolate. There's so many needs. I love LifeSite News. and I love the battle that they're doing. But we at the Vulnerable People Project have a very specific mission, and that is to stand with the most vulnerable people in the world who are being drawn and quartered, who are being trashed, and they have no one to stand with them. I think that is the apostolate of the Christian, and that is our apostolate, when the world is left and when there's extreme violence from the child in the womb to the uh, children of East Turkestan, the Christians of Nigeria, the families in Ukraine, we are there. And by we, I mean our team and our donors are part of the team. There's a major donor. um, Two weeks ago, I sent him a note thanking him and he gave me the very best response. He said, Jason, why would you thank me? It's like the quarterback thanking the center for a good snap. And I said, this gentleman gets it by God's grace. He knows that he is the key. If he doesn't snap the ball, there's no play. And if you want to help us snap the ball, if you want to snap the ball for us, go to thegreatcampaign.org. It is embarrassing. We are overwhelmed, and it is embarrassing on how low on gas we are because we can never say no. The needs are overwhelming. And in the past month, we've had, uh, it's probably been the most challenging month since I've, it, had, it has, it has been, no, 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 that's not true. It's It's probably the second most challenging month since the collapse of Afghanistan, which obviously was overwhelming. But this month, we had safe houses raided by the military in Pakistan. We had um, a priest killed in Nigeria. We had a gentleman lose his foot in Ukraine. I was in Ukraine. um, our teams in Sudan are overwhelmed, and the need for tarps during the rainy season has become unbelievable. The, the demand is, is, will never meet the demand. Um, uh, MIGS from probably taking off from Egypt in support of uh, elements in the battle in Sudan, um, dropped bombs near where we had groups being moved. It's uh, we lost somebody a volunteer in Sudan who was moving um, eight hundred Christians out of Khartoum. So it's just been overwhelming. And so we we need you to step up and support us. So go to thegreatcampaign.org. Look at the work we do. And if if you are not like, whoa, how if you're not impressed, if you're not if you're not moved immediately by the work we're doing, then don't don't become a part of our team. But if it moves you, support us. I love it. When I see three dollar donations, two dollar donations, five dollar donations, I love it when I see the twenty five hundred dollar a month donations too. Um, do the best you can. Give us a one time gift at thegreatcampaign.org. Send me a note and say, Jason, I heard the show. I know you're. I know you're overwhelmed. Um, here you go. Uh, and become a monthly donor. So the small monthly gifts are what give us the peace of mind that we can make ends meet every month. And, um and so that's the greatcampaign.org. they are the key sponsor number one sponsor of this show the Jason Jones show but of course it's summer and I'm in Texas and I love the heat and I'm not I love the heat it can never ever ever be too hot for me and it can never ever ever be humid I I say that and Texas is the state of Texas is like uh really let, let, let's let's see uh, challenge accepted Texas is like challenge except it can never be too hot and you oh mister yeah i was in the infantry in southeast asia and i know what hot and humid is yeah well we'll see we'll show you texas right now it's like it is it is in the morning here in texas and it's a hundred degrees and it is humid you don't walk i don't walk through my neighborhood i swim through my neighborhood where are you going with this jason i have i have mike lindell's wonderful sheets i have the giza dream sheets and I have his pillow. And his pillow, You know what's great about the, the pillows, A, I don't use pillows until I had the, my pillow. It's because I can make it thin. I like a thin pillow. And if it's too fluffy, it either goes on the floor. When I go to hotels, I sh- throw the pillows off the bed. And I don't use a pillow. But when I'm at home, I have a pillow. Because it's Mike Lindell's pillow. I can make it, you can make it fluffy. You can make it thin like I do. You can cover your face with it. I do that too. I'm one of those people. I put my face in the mattress and then I cover my head with the pillow. Um... And it doesn't get hot. It's breathable. It's miraculous. It's unbelievable. So it is summer. Now more than ever, you need Mike's sheets. You need Mike's pillows. Go to MyPillow.com. Use the code JONES. And you will get the very, very best discounts. You know, Father's Day is coming up. If you didn't get any presents yet, bang. You'd be like, Dad, it's not here yet. It's going to be here. It's coming. MyPillow.com. Use the code JONES. And if you want to stay free, you have to stay informed. And I am so grateful for my partnership with Epoch Times. I am in regular communication with all of their journalists. They become my friends. They're editors. They give me insight. They are on it all over the world. And Epoch Times is the single best newspaper in the world. I was so happy when I got in from Ukraine yesterday. And let me tell you that. That was a 15-hour train ride, three-hour bus ride, uh, 24-hour travel time by planes um, because of I had to take a lot of connections and then there were delays. And then an hour drive home and I went into my office and what was laid on my desk, my wife laid on my desk right there, was some books I ordered and Epoch Times. I was like, oh, there's my Epoch Times. If you want to stay free, you have to stay informed. Go to IReadEpoch.com. Use the code Jason Jones, Jones for the pillows, Jason Jones for the magazine, for the newspaper. And you'll get your first month for only a dollar. All right, guys, I have some big shows coming up. And I'm hoping to do a Father's Day special. And um, I'm going to Uvalde tomorrow. And I'm speaking in Uvalde, and I'm bringing this equipment. And I want to talk to the men of Uvalde about the past year since the tragedy. I'm speaking at a men's conference in Uvalde the day before Father's Day, a week after I was in Ukraine walking through the ruins of war. And I really thank God for that because sometimes – We think that the violence on the other side of the world will never come here and it erupts in our communities It can erupt in our life with a loved one or it can erupt in our community And uh, so tomorrow I'll be in Uvalde. I'm bringing my podcast equipment. I'm going to sit down with um, I'm going to give my speech and then I'm going to sit down with the men of Uvalde and do an interview on what it is to be a father and what it is to be a man In a community Um It's suffering. All right, guys. Uh, Until tomorrow. This is Jason Jones. It's been another episode of The Jason Jones Show. Thegreatcampaign.org.com. We need your help. Aloha.
0: This has been The Jason Jones Show, powered by Mudhouse Media.